Okay, who's ready for Christmas? The kids are all ready for Christmas. Any of the adults ready for Christmas? I've, um, at the moment, my, my dining room table is all covered with hot glue sticks and a hot glue gun and um, wool and Christmas tree shapes and stuff like that. I've got some serious hot glue burns on my fingers and I'm thinking, oh gosh, you know, I'm doing this, I'm trying to finish this the week before Christmas, mind you. I think I probably should have tried to get some done a little bit before, but never mind. Thank you, Anne. I'm sort of wrapped around there. But like the last, the last few few days before Christmas can get a bit frenetic. Yes. Once I was wrapping Christmas presents after our Christmas Eve service, which maybe wouldn't sound too bad, except that it finishes at midnight. <laughs> I said I would never do that again. So presents for my grandkids are now under our tree, all wrapped nicely, so that's good. But obviously I've got craft all over my table, so there's still more to do. But, you know, in all that busyness and everything, it's so important to actually just remember who we're celebrating. <laughs> you know, it's not so much the, the, um, the gifts and everything like that, but we're celebrating Jesus' birthday. In fact, when our kids were little, we used to have a birthday cake for Jesus on his birthday. So, you know, we just really wanted to make the focus that. But we can so get caught up with the things that are around us that we just forget that we're actually, it's all about Jesus, <laughs> not about the food or anything like that. Those are all fantastic things. And getting together with family and friends is absolutely brilliant. But it's all about Jesus. Um, I love the name of your church, Living Word. And it's kind of like this, what I'm going to speak about this morning. I just want to focus a little bit on, on um, just the importance of the Holy Spirit in enlightening the Word of God, but also not only just the written Word of God, God as in the Bible, but the Word of God that is spoken to us as well. And that is spoken to us in our community. When we get together with one another, we get to um, just encourage one another, and that's incredibly important, and the Holy Spirit's role in that is just so important. In the Old Testament, there were a few people, like we saw today, like um, David um, defeating Goliath, and then there's Samson, and there's uh, you know Abraham. Numbers of people who you would say were actually had a, had the spirit of God on them. Moses, um, that you probably can think of some other ones. Some of the judges definitely would have you would think that they had the spirit of God on them. And so there was these isolated instances of people that had the spirit of God on them. But in the New Testament, something really extraordinary happened. In Joel chapter 2, which is actually in the Old Testament, in verse 28 and 29, it says, And afterwards I will pour out my spirit on all people. Your sons and your daughters will prophesy. Your old men will dream dreams. Your young men will see visions. Even on my servants, both men and women, I will pour out my spirit in those days. Do you have my PowerPoint there? You do? Okay, that's... Okay, thank you. This is not... The spirit of God is not just for the a few people here, there, and everywhere. You know, Samson had it, but his mum and dad, there's no record of him them having the spirit of God on them. Samuel had it. 
David had it. But his brothers didn't. But this verse changed everything. The day of Pentecost changed absolutely everything. Because at that time, God promised that he would pour his spirit out on all people. That's all of us in this room. Not just Daryl. <laughs> Not just Brenton. All of us in this room. Kids, everybody. The spirit of God was poured out in all flesh. Now, I am so grateful that I was born on this side of the day of Pentecost rather than on the other side of the day of Pentecost because it may not have poured out in me. You know, it might not have been a Mary or Elizabeth or anything like that. But it was poured out on all people now. So we all have access to the Holy Spirit. That just absolutely changed everything. And God has given us his spirit not to predict the future or to make life free of problems or anything like that, but he gives us his spirit to allow us access to the truth and to show us the best way to live, to become more like Jesus and to be able to be his witnesses in our community. In Hebrews chapter 4 and verse 12 it says, For the word of God is living and active, sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing to the division of soul and spirit, of joints and of marrow, and discerning the thoughts and intentions of the heart. God has not only given us his Holy Spirit, but his word, the Bible. And the Bible is not just a beautiful piece of literature, and it is, mind you, it is a beautiful piece of literature, but it's also... The living word. Hallelujah. Great name for a church. (laughs) Every time you approach the Bible, you should expect to receive something from Holy Spirit. Something that will give you insight into what you face in the future, encouragement for the present, and sometimes comfort for the past. Why would you not read God's word? It is the blueprint for life. You know, I'd look, I think about that sometimes comfort for the past. This past week for me has been pretty challenging. My role at the church in Stirling where my husband and I have been for 32 years finished this week. And um, as a part of the process of the new pastor coming in, they have asked us to leave the church for six months. So this is a really hard thing for us and this was the last week. So on Wednesday, I finished up in the church office, locked the door, walked out, and that was hard. That was hard. And it's been an emotional roller coaster for us, just just kind of coming to grips with this whole change of life. And then, to make things even worse, on Thursday, I went down to feed our little dog, and he had obviously had a stroke. And that night he had to be put down. And honestly, I have shed so many tears from Thursday onwards. Just so desperately sad. (laughs) I just, I never had a pet before. Never thought it would affect us. He was actually a bit, because he became incontinent and all that sort of stuff, it became a bit of a pain. But, oh my gosh, now he's gone. (laughs) And I'm just devastated. I'm actually surprised I'm holding it together now. I just miss him terribly. And um, maybe I'm not. (laughs) And it's been a hard week. And my um, 
my times, times with God have been so precious to me because I've been able to just have that support and encouragement from him that only comes because of interacting with the Holy Spirit because he wants to comfort me and just even those things. How many people have got pets? Am I the only one in the room that would cry over this? Oh my gosh. <laughs> oh. But I need, I need him even in those sorts of circumstances. I'm just so, I'm devastated. <laughs> and it's just, it's just so important to have that time with God and to be able to spend it with him and to be encouraged by the Holy Spirit as he just leads us and guides us. Because we do go through those hard times. It wasn't a promise that would give us the perfect life. No, it's not. Ask Pastor Daryl, goodness me, what he's been through and these last weeks. It's, and what you have been through. Who knows? I don't know. Maybe your last week was very challenging. Psalm 119 verse 105 says, Your word is a lamp for my feet and light on my path. We know that one very well. The word of God. The word of God is a lamp for my feet and light for, on my path. In 2 Timothy it says every part of scripture is God-breathed and useful one way or another, showing us truth, exposing our rebellion, correcting our mistakes, training us to live God's way. Through the word we are put together and shaped up for the tasks God has for us. Through the word we are shaped up and for the tasks that God has for us. God has got things for you to do. And it's through the word of God that we actually get that strength and that ability to do the things that he asks of us. The Holy Spirit also encourages us through our faith community. You are your faith community. And the Holy Spirit will be using each one of you to encourage the other. In Colossians 3.16 it says, Let the message of Christ dwell among you richly as you teach and admonish one another. That's sometimes a hard thing, <laughs> but sometimes we need a little correction. Teach and admonish one another with all wisdom through psalms and hymns and songs from the Spirit, singing to God with gratitude in your hearts. If you're not interacting as a faith community, then you're not getting that part, that interaction with the Holy Spirit that comes only because we rub shoulders with one another. It's so very important. I want to I want to do something a little different today with you. I've got a scripture that I want to just give you a few moments to ponder on because we are going to interact with the Holy Spirit and with this scripture individually and then together as a community. So it is a scripture that we often read around Christmas time. I would like you to read it through at least twice. And then I want you to come approach it very prayerfully, expecting Holy Spirit to actually just point out some of the words that he wants to encourage you with. In Jeremiah 29, verse 13, is the last slide. It says, when you come looking for me, you'll find me. Yes, when you get serious about finding me and want it more than anything else, I'll make sure you won't be disappointed. I want to encourage you in that today. 
I want you to get serious about finding God in this scripture. It may not be a scripture that you would normally relate to, but it doesn't matter. Because if we approach this asking God, Lord, just show me something in this scripture. So read it through those couple of times and then just take a moment to have a short prayer and say, God, which of these words is leaping out at the page? And then ask him why. <laughs> why is it leaping out of the page to me? So I need a helper to give out these pieces of papers. There is the scripture on here and there's a few lines you can, if you, hopefully you've all got a pen in your somewhere, access, accessible to a pen. The scripture comes from Isaiah chapter 11 verse 1 to 3. It says, A shoot will come up from the stump of Jesse. From his roots a branch will bear fruit. The spirit of the Lord will rest on him, the spirit of wisdom and of understanding, the spirit of counsel and of might, the spirit of knowledge and fear of the Lord. And he will delight in the fear of the Lord. He will not judge by what he sees with his eyes or decide by what he hears with his ears. I'm going to stop that scripture there. Now, I would really encourage you, if you can, to move from the spot where you are if you've got people close to you. Because I want you to do this in a prayerful attitude, just on your own, for, let's see how much time we've got here. Um, this is not helping me it didn't start my timer how, when do we need to finish what time do we need to finish okay so I'm going to give you about 7 minutes to contemplate this scripture and then I really encourage you to actually do something maybe you haven't done before and that is to actually be prepared to tell us what God is showing you through this scripture because that's how we encourage each other in community. Okay, I'm going to do it too. I'm going to have a look at this and see what God is saying to me. So let's see. You're making your own sermon today.
I'm going to pause right there in that quiet individual contemplation. What you've actually been doing has been is a process called Lectio Divina, which is a process of coming to the Word of God with the expectation in your heart of receiving something from Holy Spirit as we do that. It's a very ancient practice, but it just gives the opportunity for you to discover in your, in your time with God the things that you actually need for your day. I have oftentimes had, this, had a moment like this and something will have just left out at me in the scripture which I absolutely needed in my day. No idea ahead of time what was going to be there. You either believe the word of God is living or you don't. <laughs> and if you're in this church, you better believe it. And if it's a living word, then there's going to be some, something of life in it. And life brings hope, brings comfort, brings all those things. And Holy Spirit brings life and comfort and hope and all those things as well. A living word. Only made living because of the presence of the Holy Spirit. Because there was no Holy Spirit, it would just be a beautiful piece of literature of the Bible. But more than that, what we're going to do now is we're going to interact with one another and to encourage one another. Um, where it says, let me just see, I'll just go back to that scripture in Colossians, let the message of Christ dwell among you richly as you teach and admonish one another with all wisdom through psalms and hymns and songs from the Spirit, singing to God with gratitude in your heart. We are going to spend some time now just hearing from you. What did you get out of that passage? What was the thing that just lit up in your mind? Would anybody like to share? Do we want to get this on the recording? So I might ask you to come up here and have a microphone so we can do that. Thanks, Brenton. Well, the, the passage is talking about Jesus, but I really believe that um, the same spirit of the Lord that rested in Jesus, the, the spirit of wisdom and understanding, the spirit of counsel and might, is the same spirit that lives within us and all these things are available to us through the Holy Spirit if we, as the other scripture said, desire him above all things, then he will give us wisdom and understanding through the Spirit, counsel and might, knowledge and fear of the Lord, if we delight in the fear of the Lord as Jesus did. Very good. Excellent. I, I actually thought that of that myself just so beautiful that when you come into the family of God you're actually in the family of God so Jesus is your brother and so all of those things are for us as well somebody else yep Um, the first thing that stood out to me was the Spirit of the Lord will rest on him. And I know that word rest, I've looked at that quite a lot, and it means um, in the Hebrew to be quiet, it's stillness. Um, I think it even says to be dumbstruck. It's just that real um, it's that resting. And for me that brought up the, I, um, 
the fact that God is omnipresent. You know, his presence is, is everywhere. It's in you, it's in me, it's in, um, in the world. And then it goes on and says that there is understanding and for that brought up, you know, the fact that he's om, um, omniscient. You know, he's all-knowing, he knows everything about everyone. He's like the smartest person in the room, you know. Um, And then it goes on about his might, you know, that he's omnipotent, he's got power. And all these three things, you know, make him what he is. He's God, he's the creator, he's so far and above our understanding and yet he chooses to rest on us. He chooses to come and dwell in us. And then that lit up the next bit where it says here we will delight in him, but we're not to judge by what we see with our eyes or decide what we hear with our ears. So because he's omnipresent, omniscient, and omnipotent, we don't need to make decisions by what we see. We just need to be led by the Spirit. And we will end up making the right decisions because of who he is and not because of what we see or what yeah. we hear. Great. <laughs> That's great. Anybody else like to share? I never thought of that. Did anybody see that? In that scripture? Nobody's saying anything. You're supposed to interact with people. Did anybody see that? I just, I got really blessed by that. You should share it. That's wonderful. Somebody else? I am really good at picking on people, by the way. I should have told you that before you did this. I'll pick on you. (laughs) But the bit that stood out for me was it's not about us in that last verse. He will not judge by what he sees with his eyes. I'm looking at me as that. I won't be judged by what I see with my eyes or what I hear with my ears, but it's through the Spirit that I'll be judged. Okay, I'm going to be kind. Does anybody else want to share something? All right, well, you three people made a really good sermon today. So thank you for your sharing and being brave enough to do that. The thing that jumped out at me, and I'll tell you, it was in the first verse, a shoot will come up from the stump of Jesse. And I thought, you know, stump is normally considered to be quite lifeless. And if you track through all the generations from David until Jesus came, there wasn't really a lot of life. There were some really, really bad kings. There were some good ones, yes, but, you know, eventually everything fell to pieces and yet there was still life there, still life. And sometimes, you know, we, we think of ourselves as just being completely, almost, you know, I've got nothing left. I can't give anything more. And yet the Holy Spirit can inspire all of those things, those things that are written in verse 2, and can just bring that life into us, can spark it and can just make us into, into the people that hold that. I love that idea of the rest. I think that that is so amazing that just God's spirit rests on. He doesn't force the spirit. He just, it just gently rests on us. And we have then access to the wisdom and understanding, counsel and the might, the knowledge and the fear of the Lord, knowing that he is so much more than what we could ever ask, think, or imagine. And yet he cares for each and every single one of us. Yeah. Yeah. Um, quite a different tangent, perhaps, but 
it's uh, what I was reminded of when I was looking at this. Um, this is, uh, I'm sharing a little bit now from Jewish tradition and putting it together with uh, what I've studied on Jewish uh, tradition, what they think about David. Um, you remember when Samuel went looking to anoint uh, a new king? Uh, all the other brothers were brought in because they were Jesse's uh, pride and joy and, uh, and starting with the strongest and the tallest and the wisest and going through them all and Samuel's going, no, does nothing for me, no, does nothing for me. Are these all the boys you've got? He said, oh well, there's one more. Now, you may or may not realise that David was a redhead. It actually says that in the scripture. He had of, of uh, reddish complexion. And it appears as though, this is certainly what the, the Jews believe in the tradition, that David was an illegitimate child. And so he was a bit of a disgrace to Jesse, and so he was out quite different to all the others. And uh, I've been I'm looking at this, it says, a shoot will come up from the stump of Jesse. And I was thinking of, uh, Jesse was probably thinking of David as being a mistake, a love child. And in our own lives, it's amazing, but God really will use those things which we think were mistakes and we're embarrassed about. Sometimes God will take it and He will bring a shoot from that. And that branch, because in John 15 it says, If I abide in you, and you abide in me. You can't do anything unless you're abiding in the vine. But it's, uh, maybe it's by contrary uh, nature, what, but it just reminded me of all that side of things, even in my own life. And the things even that I'm not proud of, God's turned out and gone ahead and, and used and made them thinking, well, that certainly wasn't out of my cleverness. <laughs> the shoot came forth and, and it bore fruit because it was God bringing that about. But just a little bit of information about David. David was an unlikely candidate to be king. And he, here he is being made king. Mm. And Samuel was also smart enough to be able to say, surely there's another one somewhere. And uh, the other thing that reminds me of is you, you can't really hide things from God. It's better to be transparent out in the open and, and allow God to, to use that and just... The whole repentance thing and openness and transparency is just wonderful. But it might be nothing like you were thinking of, but Not? what it certainly triggered off in my brain. <laughs> Your brain works. <laughs> I mean... I I mean, it's got that statement there. He will not judge by what he sees with his eyes. There you go. <laughs> that works quite well. Okay, so this has been a bit of a process this morning, but I really wanted to encourage you that, that not only is like, the written word where we 
chose the moments just to you know, sit and reflect upon the scripture ourselves, but also just in this community where the spoken word can be, bring such a lot of encouragement to us. I will, these things that have been said this morning, I will go away and contemplate on them, and I encourage you to do that as well. So this has um, been a very, I guess, a practical um, thing for you this morning, and I hope that you've really enjoyed it. But more than that, I want you to just encourage you with all my heart this Christmas time as you contemplate the days that are coming and the busyness of it just take a moment to reflect take a moment with Holy Spirit to reflect on um, just what we are celebrating remember that but also take a moment to say God please help me (laughs) I need to get a lot done and I need your help and he loves getting involved in our busyness, in our quiet times, in our sadness, in our happiness. He wants to be involved in it all because he is a loving father. Why don't you pray with me? Father God, as we contemplate what we are facing in these next few days, Lord, we know that we can do it with your strength. Lord, we know that no matter what we face in the in the days, the weeks, the months and the years and in front of us, Lord, we know that we can do it not through our own power, not through our own strength, but through yours. Lord, encourage us by your Holy Spirit. Lord, help us to keep our minds not only active on the things that are around us, but also actively seeking you with hearts that are open to hear those gentle whispers of your Holy Spirit encouraging us every moment of every day because you are there 24-7. Lord, even in our dreams, you can encourage us. Lord, help us to be open to your sweet whispers. In Jesus' precious name. Amen. Well, God bless you.